welcome everyone to episode two of the Audit 15 Fund podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table every 15 days. Today, we'll be talking about agile audit. It's been a hot topic for a few years now. My name is John Tabor, your host. And to talk about that topic today, I'm privileged to have Shauna Flanders as my guest. Shauna currently serves as the Director of Product Development with the Institute of Internal Auditors. Shauna has been with the IIA a little over two years. Prior to her work with the IIA, Shauna was the President and Chief Technical Consultant with Business Technology Guidance Associates and also served as the Director of Instructional Technology and Innovation with MISTI. She has a wealth of knowledge in the IT compliance in audit space, having worked in several IT roles in the financial services industry. Welcome, Shauna, and I'm happy to have you with me here today. Thank you so very much. Very pleased to be with you as well. All right, so we'll, we'll go straight to the business here. So for someone who does not you know, have any familiarity with Agile, how would you explain, like what would be an overview of like the uh, main things that they need to know about Agile to at least a little familiar with it. Absolutely. So when we think about the traditional way that we audit, we consider that to be a waterfall methodology. So basically, we get all the way through with planning before we start our field work, all the way through with field work before we start reporting. So the client generally has communication at the beginning and communication at the end of the engagement. When we move to a more agile auditing approach, What we're doing is we're bringing the client involved along with us the entire way of the entire audit. So at the very beginning of the audit, we focus more attention on what are the auditees needs, that audit client, during the development of the audit plan. We ask them, we get an understanding from them. What do they consider to be their goals and objectives, as well as are there any issues or risks they would like us to identify during the course of the audit? Then we still are going to do the risk and control register like we always did. But what we're going to do is when we're building that audit program, we're going to start thinking about not only what do I want to audit? So what are the activities I'm going to perform, those procedures during the audit, but also why am I doing it? And I think that's one of the greatest values early on for organizations when they start to move to agile auditing, because now they can start thinking about why. And on the other side of it, what we do is we identify what is the actual acceptance criteria, meaning when this particular audit step or procedure is completed, what we're now going to be calling a user story, what is the expected output? Is it going to be a narrative? Is it going to be a diagram? Whatever it might be. We get the client involved also on a regular basis throughout the audit. If we do the audit based upon sprints, which are specific time blocks, now we're communicating with that audit client possibly once every week or once every two weeks during the course of the audit. We're identifying our observations and our recommendations earlier in the process. We're reviewing things earlier in the process. So that ultimate amount of time that it takes us to finish the audit and be able to publish the final results also tends to decrease. Now, for most organizations, what I just described, they may be doing parts of this already. They may not even be calling it agile auditing, and that's okay. But it's still meaning that organizations are starting to move 
towards a more agile way of performing their audit processes. Yeah, that's that's music to my ears. You know, just bringing bringing them in, uh, understanding their needs, and trying to like, how can we add value to your area? So you know, thinking about the different areas, you know, like many different businesses, you know, you have the the financial area where you have finance, accounting, and you have IT. Is there any like uh, from your experience any bit uh, different area within the business where people tend to have more success? In implementing agile methodology versus others, what what are your thoughts there? Definitely, I wouldn't say as much. It's parts of the business. I would say when we're first starting our agile audit journey, we need champions. So what we want to do is we want to pick who are our audit clients that are the greatest champions of internal audit, and work with them first. Certainly. IT is usually a pretty easy area to start our agile auditing journey, only because most technology departments are already doing agile project management. So they already understand what Scrum is. They understand what the agile manifesto, what the goal is and the variation or differences between traditional project management versus a more agile project management methodology. But actually, I'd almost reverse the question around a little bit and say, what are the areas that I'd be more reluctant to consider to be at the very beginning? And that would, of course, be anything that has a high degree of confidentiality associated to it. So we're probably not going to do an agile audit if we're doing a fraud investigation or if we're doing something that uh, is going to be a special project for the legal department or for the CEO that we want to have a very small group of people involved. Because remember, the point of agile auditing is really to bring more transparency to the audit process. And if we can't provide a conclusion till the very end, then we're probably not as likely to use agile auditing. Yeah, very good. Yeah, definitely agree that, you know, in an area where you have more confidentiality, where information cannot be shared with everyone, that probably wouldn't work as well. So, you know, thinking about internal audit space, socks versus non-socks, you know, I talked to different different groups where they had implemented agile before. You know, some people say yeah, it works really well in financial audits. Some people say it works really out really well with like on the IT socks uh, environment. From your experience, is there any area Socks versus non-socks, where uh, the agile methodology works best? Well, agile auditing is great when it comes to Sarbanes-Oxley. When you think about all of the different controls that we do on a very regular basis, it's a great way to put your plan together because that way you can really identify, not only for socks, I mean, take it actually a little bit a step further and think about it from the perspective of regulatory compliance. Imagine for a moment creating a single, what we're going to now call a a project, it's going to actually be our project backlog instead of our audit program. But think for a moment, if I was able to say that I'm going to review change management in order to ensure that it is going to meet the regulatory requirements associated to Sarbanes-Oxley, associated to maybe um, FFIEC, associated to a HIPAA regulation that I have. Now we can collectively say we've got a compliance audit These are going to be, in our case, the user stories. 
that we're going to have in place. And then what we do is in the acceptance criteria, if there's slight variations between what is required for Sarbanes-Oxley versus let's say something that's going to be required for a PCI audit or for a HIPAA audit, we can write those variations in. Now the audit team has a complete picture. Yes, that's uh, very encouraging because I think a lot of people, they kind of struggle, you know, with the first step and just like knowing that it's possible to begin with. So for those who haven't started or are are having a hard time implementing, what are, you know, from your experience, what are some of the common pain points that people see in implementing the Agile methodology that can be easily overcome if they have proper training in the area? Absolutely. Number one, terminology. The terminology is one of the areas that people have a very large struggle with. And everybody wants to automatically say, okay, how does this relate to what I've already done? And you're going to see a little bit of a difference as far as one facilitator versus another, as far as what their opinion is on this topic. But what I tell people, come up with your current current terminology, understand what each one of the agile methods are all about. So what are, for example, if we think about what is a ceremony, a ceremony is actually a meeting. We think about what is an artifact. An artifact is actually a document. Just starting to think about things from that perspective to identify them with something that you're already familiar with and then start to understand the nuances is extremely valuable. Also, just as what we've learned years ago when we first started to do risk assessments at an enterprise perspective, we don't have to do every single aspect of agile auditing at once. The best thing to do is get that overview, get start by having your team get that base training. And once they have that training behind them, then go back as a group and collectively talk about what do we want to implement first? I see a lot of organizations, the first things they start with are doing things such as communicating with the client more often, maybe not even doing the sprints, but just communicating more often, changing that expectation about where the interactions are going to take place. Another thing that's very popular is just changing your existing audit programs to include the why associated to each one of your audit procedures and adding that acceptance criteria. So not only what's the expected result, but giving a little bit more detail as far as what is perhaps the document or the narrative, whatever it might be that the expectation is to come out. Because if we start by building those pieces, then it becomes easier to interject the entire program into your organization. And remember, most organizations, they're not going to be 100% agile audits. There are still some audits that are most effective to run during our traditional methodology. So there isn't an expectation that you're just going to one day cut over and do purely agile audit. You're going to do agile audit when it's appropriate. You're going to do your traditional waterfall audits when they're appropriate. Yeah, I love what you said about, you know, changing your audit programs and including the why. <laughs> I think every audit program should have the why behind it. And thinking from a higher level of like, you know, not only the audit program, but only but also the audit plan. Once you're implementing an agile methodology, as far as your audit plan, how would that change? Because usually you do the annual risk assessment. You communicate to the committee, you get it approved. Like, how would that change when you're implementing 
ad, agile methodology in, in communicating that to the audit committee? Absolutely. Well, first of all, if we think about our annual audit plan, we usually still do that. Most organizations that are have implemented agile auditing are still doing it. But what they do is they do kind of like forecasting. It's kind of like a three plus nine. So we have a really rock solid plan of what we're going to audit in this quarter. We identify for the rest or the other nine quarter or the other nine months of the year, I should say, we identify what are the absolute audits that we need to do, but we save space for other initiatives, new risks that arise that we also need to focus attention on. So that is one of the things that becomes a change. The other thing that becomes a change is in the actual planning of the audit engagement. There's something called a project canvas or otherwise known as planning on a page. What actually summarizes the entire audit. So what are the objectives of the audit? What are the objectives of the associated business process? What are the risks and what are the issues of that process? How long do we expect that particular audit engagement to be? As well as what are going to be the key themes? What we call what are going to be the epics, the things that are the deliverables that we're going to provide an explanation at the end of the audit? And also, what is the value proposition? Meaning, what is the value to the audit client when the audit is done? And the audit client actually sits in as a part of these meetings, So we're capturing this information and they're being a part of that. I don't really want to call it the decisioning process, but they're a part of the creation process of what the audit is going to be all about. So they have more, um, shall we say, they have a greater stake in the audit from the very beginning. Yeah, I love that. I think like that's really important, you know, from working in different audit projects and getting their input from the from the get-go instead of like, you know, once you're already in the in field work phase or you're already, you know, progressing with your testing. So go, you know, j- just to clarify there, you know, with, with the communication with the audit committee, you mentioned the three plus nine. So would that mean like every quarter, you know, getting the approval from the committee? So we have this audit plan. We have some that we for sure are going to audit, but we have this backlog of projects that, you know, if it makes sense. So would that mean like every quarter getting the approval from the audit committee? Would that be the best practice for um, agile methodology uh, as it refers to the audit committee? Yes. So what would happen happen is during that quarterly meeting that we would have with the audit committee, we would just identify for them anything we've changed. So we wouldn't have to go through the entire plan for the next nine months, but only the items that we may have added or changed and then explain to them what were the risk factors that made us make the decision for that change. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that that's, that's easier to sell than, <laughs> you know, completely revamping the whole thing. So as far as like, you know, departments or companies who, uh, that have implemented the agile methodology, uh, successfully from your experience what was the time frame how long did did it take them to like hey it it is really working well as we expected and you know to give you some context for this question i i have talked to different groups different people that have implemented the agile methodology some of them they realized after a year that the way they were doing was not right so they had to restart you know so what uh from your experience, what's the common time frame for someone to be successful in implementing the agile methodology? 
to be to the point where we call what we call full agile, meaning that the organization has taken the time to build a business case. They've socialized everything with the organization. They've gone through the necessary organizational changes. They've got the business on board, actively participating in the audits. All the audit team members are properly trained and we're really starting to focus on the Agile Manifesto as well as the Scrum values and principles. Two to five years for 100% implementation. Usually what happens is we go on a journey. So we start with just doing an Agile Lean. So in an Agile Lean site, what we're really doing is we're really focusing on how do we add agility to the audit process? So how do we make the audits that we're currently doing more effective and start to shave a little bit of time without losing the value to the business? So how do we get the report out a little bit quicker? How do we make sure that when we build our risk and control registers that we've got a process in place to ensure that we're focusing our attention and fieldwork on the highest risk? All of those pieces are part of that first agile lean part of the journey. Then we move into Agile Light and we move into Agile Light. Now what we're doing is we're doing more of that experimentation about starting to utilize some of the Scrum artifacts and some of the Scrum ceremonies. We're maybe starting to change our terminology a little bit. We're starting to adopt more of that Agile audit manifesto. And then we move into full Agile once we really have it appropriately socialized We've got the buy-in from senior leadership, the buy-in from our audit committee, as well as our regulators. So remember, our regulators and our external auditors, they have to be a part of that socialization process, too. We can't forget that. Yeah, that's that's really good insight because I think a lot of places, they might jump into experimentation right away versus trying to trim you know, some of the processes that they currently have. So that, that makes total sense, trying to be lean, and then and then you move to trial and error uh, with the agile methodology. So that's that's very good insight there. And uh, for someone who wants to know more about agile methodology, they want to know what are some of the resources that the IIA has available uh, for those who are interested in learning more about it. Absolutely, we have we have several items actually that are currently available. We least very recently launched a Agile Auditing on-demand course. It's just an introduction to Agile Auditing. It's just a one CPE on-demand. We have a two-day Agile Auditing seminar that's offered online, as well as it will be offered live in December at Disney uh, and will be offered also (laughs) online uh, in December uh, as well for people that can't travel and uh, and during the December timeframe. Our upcoming All-Stars Conference, we're going to have three sessions that are going to be dedicated to Agile Auditing. Also, in our upcoming planning for our 2020 conference events, we'll certainly have a lot of focus on Agile Auditing, understanding how to start to measure the effectiveness and maturity of our Agile Auditing processes. So definitely more to come. It's definitely a topic that is top of mind to many of us within the internal audit field and certainly within the IIA. And the one thing that, too, just to kind of remind everybody, agile auditing does conform to the international practices standards. So don't worry about if you go to agile auditing, you're no longer going to be in conformance with your IIA standards because you absolutely are. They're principle-based standards. They're not prescriptive. 
Gotcha. So for anyone who is wanting to go to Disney in December, you know, there will be an agile training. So or Las Vegas in two weeks. <laughs> yes. So a lot of resources, a lot of uh, training available. Really appreciate your time, Shauna. Really appreciate the, the support from you, from the IIA uh, in uh, being available for this podcast. Thank you so much for, for the time spent with me here today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure.